Welcome to the Starkville State of Mind Podcast. Here is your host, Justin Strawn. Welcome to episode 12 of the Starkville State of Mind Podcast. I am your host, Justin Strawn. I have a good show lined up for you today. We'll probably have quite a bit to talk about today with this being Super Bulldog Weekend. There's a lot going on in and around Mississippi State University, so we will get to that all those things in just a minute. But before we do anything, I want to tell you about our sponsor, Cherokee Valley Golf Club. They are the proud sponsors of a giveaway that we are doing. They are a golf course in Olive Branch, Mississippi. So if you are in Olive Branch, Mississippi or DeSoto County and you want to get in a round of golf, I would suggest you give them a call, 662-893-4444. But they also gave us a couple of hats to give away as part of our show, and we're going to do that right now. There were two ways I did it. I have two hats to give away. I'm only going to give one away today because I did one through Twitter, and I did the other through Facebook. I'm going to give the one away through Twitter today. Nobody did anything to uh, qualify on Facebook, but I had about 50 people who did what they were supposed to and qualified for the giveaway on Twitter. So we're going to go ahead and do the giveaway for it real quick because I know some of you are probably just tuning in just to find out if you won it. So let's go ahead and do that real quick. All right, here's what you have to do to win the Cherokee Valley Golf Club hat. It is, it's for their golf course, but if you saw the pictures on Twitter, uh, it's in maroon accents. There's a state of Mississippi that's in maroon. The, the lettering is in maroon. So that's the reason why it they are doing this giveaway but to go ahead let's go ahead and announce a winner and i am picking a winner currently and our winner is let's see if i can pull him up elliot everett elliot everett he has a twitter handle of at elliot everett he is the RUF campus minister at Mississippi State University. So, Elliot, if you are listening, you need to DM me your your information so that I can send you the hat. So go ahead and do that whenever you get a chance to. Like I said, just send me your information through a DM on Twitter, and I will get your hat sent out to you. Now, there will be another way to earn another hat. I've said in the past, I haven't really stressed it here recently, but the show is on iTunes, and I would like to increase the show's presence on iTunes. So here's how you can win the hat, the next hat. It's the exact same hat. The only difference is this one is going to be white. To win this hat, you need to go onto iTunes, give a five-star rating, and just leave a quick review. It doesn't have to be anything spectacular. It just has to be something like love the show, something along those lines, and Put your Twitter handle in there somewhere, since that seems to be where most of my audience comes from. Put your Twitter handle in there, like after you get done writing your review, and who I will pick randomly who, between now and the second show for next week, which will either be on Thursday or Friday. I will randomly pick whoever gives – I will randomly pick – from the people who do that over uh, the next week, who go on to iTunes, leave a five-star review, and like I said, also put in a, a – actually write something on the review because you can do the five-star review without actually leaving a review. It doesn't quite increase the presence as much on iTunes as it does when you actually have a written-out review. Like I said, it doesn't have to be a really long review. It just needs to be a review. So, uh, like I said, Elliot Everett, if uh, you are listening, go ahead and send me your DMs once you hear this, and I'll get your hat to you. If you want to win the other hat, just go into iTunes and do me that favor. I'll put some more information about it on Twitter. A little bit later on so 
All right. Uh, like I said, if you aren't following Cherokee Valley, do so. Uh, you can call them at 662-893-4444, or you can go online to olivebranchgolf.com and book a tee time that way. So, All right, so that takes care of our giveaway. Let's go ahead and get into the actual show. Let's start with the most important part of the show, and that would be the preview of Mississippi State's baseball series. Some people will probably say the football game. I want to talk about the football game in a little bit, but I've got a little bit of a rant that I kind of do at this time of the year every single year. So I want to do that here in just a little bit, but let's talk. Let's start with the baseball series. You're going to have to watch social media this weekend for the baseball series, really for the entire weekend, because this is the, the rain. There's a lot of rain in the forecast, and it's going to take some some doing to get all three of these games in for the baseball team, to get in the Marina White game for the football team. It's going to take some some finagling for all of this to work. So, But let's go ahead and start with the baseball series because Mississippi State does have a very important series with Alabama coming up. They need to win this series in the worst way because of the fact that they lost that series to LSU. And Alabama is an improved team. They are a better team than what they have been in years past, but they still have a long way to go. Alabama, I've got their schedule pulled up in front of me. They've got a nice record. Their record for the season is total of, hold on, let me pull that back up. I just lost it. Uh, they have a season record of 23-11, and 11, but they're 4-8 and eight in SEC play. Now, they get off to a really good start in non-conference play, but they didn't really play anybody. I mean, they're, they lost – they won two out of three against Presbyterian, but they did lose one game to Presbyterian. Then they beat Jacksonville State. They won two out of three against Ball State. They took two games from North Alabama. They swept South Alabama, who Mississippi State just played on Wednesday night. They won four to three against UAB. They won a midweek game against South Dakota State, five to four in 14 innings. And they swept Northern Kentucky and beat Middle Tennessee before conference play started. Once conference play started, they struggled, in which we all anticipated. They were picked to be one of the worst teams in the SEC, and so far they are living up to that. They lost two out of three to Ole Miss. They lost two out of three to Arkansas. They did beat Auburn in a game that's very similar to the Governor's Cup for Mississippi State and Ole Miss is called the Max Capital City Classic. So they, it was a midweek game that they ended up winning against Auburn, six to three. They lost. They got swept on the road at Florida, and they didn't look really good in the process. Uh, they lost three to one, twelve to three, and six to three in those three games. They lost to Troy to follow that up, and then they took two out of three against South Carolina, but if you've been listening to me, you know that South Carolina's not playing that well, and then they beat Sanford pretty, uh, uh, they resoundingly beat Sanford this past Tuesday, 21-2, to and that's where they are coming into Mississippi State's game. In Mississippi State, the game, the series against Mississippi State this weekend for Super Bulldog weekend. Now, what have they done? They are, if you look at their overall stats, they're pretty good. Uh, they are, I mean, they're, 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 they're not bad. They're seventh in the conference in batting average. They are ninth in the conference in slugging percentage. They are fifth in on-base percentage. Runs scored, they, Alabama is at, where are they? I just lost them, ninth. So they're basically a middle-of-the-pack offensive team. Uh, home runs, they don't, uh, how many home runs have they hit? 
they have hit a total of 32, which is good for 11th in the conference. So, like I said, they are, they're basically a middle-of-the-pack offensive team. If you look at their pitching, let's go ahead and pull their pitching up as well. Their earned run average, they, Alabama has a 3.12 ERA, which is good for fifth, which is a little bit better than Mississippi State's. Uh, opposing batting average, Alabama gets hit at uh, 225. Mississippi State is a little bit better at 220. Uh, let's see, batters strike out. They don't strike out a ton of people. They're 12th in the conference in strikeouts at 299. Mississippi State is second, one behind Texas A&M with 396. Uh, let's see. Let's look at walks because that can be a bugaboo for most people. So walks allowed. Mississippi State is second in the league in walks allowed at 93, just behind Tennessee, who has given up 91. Alabama's fourth in, in the SEC. They've given up 106 walks. So, like I said, they, they're basically a middle-of-the-pack team in terms statistically in terms of offense and in terms of pitching. That's where they are. The problem is if you look at what they've done in SEC play because – their rank, where they've, what they've done, compares favorably to just about every other SEC team. They, they're right there among most SEC teams. Now, but if you look at what they've done since conference play started, well, that's where things get a little bit more difficult for them and things don't match up quite as well. They, as a team, have hit 219 ever since conference play started back in the beginning of March. They don't have a single player hitting above 300 in, against conference opponents. They've got a total of two, three, four, five, six. They've only got six home runs on the year against conference opponents, and that's in 12 games, so that's not really good. They slug just 304 against conference opponents. Their own base percentage is just 318. Their ERA is way high against conference opponents. Uh, they've got a conference ERA of 535, and their ace, who is going to take the mound, Sam Finnerty, on Friday, he's got a 430 ERA in conference play and is 1-3, and, and hitters are hitting 239 against him. So that's the problem that Alabama has, is once they hit conference play and things got a lot more difficult, they're what looks like a pretty decent lineup and a pretty decent pitching staff because Sam Finnerty over his ERA overall is 319 with a 232 batting average against him and he's five and three overall four but he was four and zero against non-conference opponents so what's basically what has happened is they played a pretty soft non-conference schedule which makes sense nobody expected Alabama to really be good so Play, play an easy non-conference schedule and then see what you can do. Maybe give your hitters some, some confidence. But once they've started conference play, things have been a lot more difficult. Now, like I said, they did win a series against South Carolina, which is good for them. But South Carolina is not very good this year either. South Carolina for the season. Uh, let me pull up the standings real quick. They're one of the worst teams in the SEC East so far. Yeah, they're 3-9 they're and nine in conference play 2013 overall. So they've struggled a lot they basically beat one of the worst teams in the SEC when they took out South Carolina. So this is what Alabama is, is struggling to do. They're struggling against conference opponents. And Mississippi State, they are the far better team. Now, Mississippi, I want to look at Mississippi State's, what they've done against SEC opponents only. And they used to show that on Mississippi State's statistic page, but now all of a sudden I can't find it. They don't seem to have that listed anymore. But Mississippi State, I mean, they they haven't played as well against conference opponents either, but they've still played 
pretty well. I mean, you don't get to seven and five and only lose one series out of four by, by playing poorly. The pitching hasn't been quite as good as it was during the non-conference play for Mississippi State, but that makes sense. And the hitting, though, has been has been right there. I mean, the Bulldogs continue to just hit the ball really well. Their team average is at 324 for the season. They slug at 500, and they've got an on-base percentage of 403. That's really good. When you've got hitters getting on base 40% of the time, that'll work, and that'll, that'll play just about – Every single time. It makes it really tough to beat because if you've got guys on base all the time, then you're going to score runs, and that's what Mississippi State has done. They've scored a ton of runs this year. They have uh, they are the SEC leader in most offensive categories. Currently, Mississippi State, or they're at the top. They're towards the top. They are by far the best hitting team in terms of batting average. They hit 324, and Vanderbilt's second at 308. Slugging percentage, also number one, 500 to Vanderbilt's 491. On base percentage, they're third to Ole Miss. Uh, Ole Miss is number one and Vanderbilt's number two. Runs scored, they have 300 runs scored on the year, and Ole Miss is second at 287. Uh, let's see. The only thing that they don't just stand out in is in home runs. Uh, Mississippi leads the conference in doubles by 19. They have 90. Vanderbilt has 71. The only thing that they don't really stand out in is home runs. Mississippi State is tied for fifth with Arkansas. They have 37 home runs apiece. Uh, South Carolina has a commanding lead, but they've only hit 50. They've hit 52 home runs, and Ole Miss is second, and so along with Vanderbilt at 39. So there's a pretty big gap between South Carolina and Ole Miss. And it's really odd that this is a tangent, but it's really odd that South Carolina is has a commanding lead on home runs hit, but they are one of the worst teams in the SEC in terms of SEC play. So, like it's just kind of an interesting thing that you wouldn't normally expect to see. It just means that they're not getting on base. If I had to look, I guess they're towards the bottom. Yeah, they are. They're towards the bottom and on base percentage at 342. So, they, they hit a lot of solo shots is what happens with South Carolina. But Mississippi State should win the series, and they should do it relatively easily. Now, we're still waiting to find out about what's going to happen with the pitching staff. My guess is – I don't think you're going to see your. I don't think you're going to see JT again this week. Jack Egan got the start on Wednesday. I don't remember how long he went. I don't think he went that long into the game, but Jack Egan got the start. And I told you guys on Monday show if you didn't see Keegan James start, that means they're probably at best keeping Keegan around just in case JT again can only go another inning or two. But my my guess would be they don't plan to start. They don't plan to start uh, JT again this coming weekend. They plan to just give him the rest, let him take the weekend off and try to get recovered. That way, when you get back into the really meat of your schedule next week, then you can have him ready and available in all likelihood. That's probably what's going to happen. And that's the, honestly, if I were Chris Lamonis, that's what I would do. Uh, just because you should be able to beat, take two out of three games against Alabama. You're going to need them against Arkansas. Arkansas is a good team. They've been they've been a very up and down team, but Arkansas is a good team, and you need one of your best guys. If he's if it's a much greater chance for him to be available for the rest of the season by taking a week off this weekend, I, I think you have to do it. And that's looks like that's probably going to end up being the case. Now, we could find out on Saturday or Sunday, and you may find out before you've listened to this that. They've gone ahead and announced the starters, and JT is going to go ahead and start. But it doesn't seem likely at this point. But regardless of whether or not JT Ginn is there, you should win two out of three. And if 
I knew he was going to, if I knew he was going to be available and he was going to be healthy, I might be predicting Mississippi State to sweep this series with between, because you'd have Peyton Plumley, Keegan James, you'd have basically a full arsenal of pitchers available for the Sunday game, and you would be in a really good shape to get that sweep, I think. But without JT Ginn going, I, I'm not real, I'm not confident that Mississippi State can get the sweep. I think they can. I'm just not 100% confident that it's something that's going to happen without him. So you need to win Friday or whenever they play these games. Uh, there's, like I said, you're going to have to watch the weather and you're going to have to keep an eye on Mississippi State's social media accounts, whether it's through Twitter, Facebook, whatever it may be. There's probably going to be some changes in the schedule. I would be really surprised if there's not. So uh, keep an eye on those things and you will find out whether or not Mississippi State's going to get this entire series in it's going to be a bit of a challenge now Mr. Day has done a really good job here in years past of getting all three games in when it doesn't seem like it's going to happen that's one of the really nice things about having the best meteorology school in the country there on campus is you got some pretty smart minds in terms of weather at your disposal so like I said just keep your eye on it and we'll see how things progress I had it pulled up earlier the I had the forecast pulled up earlier, so let me see if I can get it again. And it's, this is just the Weather Channel's forecast, so I don't know exactly how accurate this is. or just It doesn't give you just a ton of details, but for Starkville this weekend, if I can get to pull up. For Starkville this weekend, they've got basically... On Friday, it says scattered thunderstorms in the morning with uh, rain showers in the morning with scattered thunderstorms arriving in the afternoon. I don't know exactly what time that means. Tomorrow night, thunderstorms are likely. Saturday, rain showers in the morning with numerous thunderstorms developing in the afternoon. That doesn't sound just real good. And then Saturday night, scattered thunderstorms during the evening becoming more widespread overnight. And Sunday, it's a.m. thunderstorms, uh, scattered thunderstorms in the morning, then cloudy skies late. So my guess is if I had to, just based off of what I'm seeing here, it wouldn't surprise me if they try to get a game in on Friday. Saturday looks iffy at best, and we'll get into that here in just a little bit with the football game. And then Sunday, after things clear out in the morning, you try to get two games in. But that would be just, that is just a guess. I have not heard anything or seen anything online that would lead me to believe that. And they may end up just keeping the schedule the way it is. But like I said, I would still recommend keeping an eye on the social media if you're planning to go out to the baseball series this weekend. So if you are, you also might be planning to go to the football game. So let's go ahead and talk about that as well. Look. I don't talk that much about spring practice, and one of the reasons I don't talk about spring practice is because of the fact that I'm not there. Uh, if, if you don't know this, I live in Olive Branch, Mississippi. I live just just north of the Lewisburg school system. I can see Lewisburg High School and Middle School from my backyard. That's where we live. But I don't get into spring games. I, 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 I don't see the appeal of them. I mean, I guess if you are just so football-starved, it's something, but th this year's spring game is going to be, it may not be an actual game. There's talk about them just having to run like plays, like set up plays at like the 20-yard line, the 30-yard line, whatever it may be, and just in run plays because of the fact that Mississippi State is dealing with quite a number of injuries. I, the injury situation isn't where most of these guys wouldn't be able to play if they had a game coming this Saturday, but there's no point in putting them out there and risk 
further aggravating these injuries for us for, for for practice and for something that you don't have a, an actual game to prepare for. So that's the reason why this is in doubt about whether or not they're going to actually be able to put on a, an actual game. But if they do, what I'm going to be looking for, there's two things I'm going to be looking for. Obviously, what has Keaton done? And I don't know that you can get a real good feel for what Keaton has done, uh, simply because of the fact that he looked really good in the spring game last year. And then he came out and threw like a 30% completion percentage. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it wasn't good in the very first game of the season when he ended up starting in place of Nick Fitzgerald due to his one-game suspension. It just didn't look good. But regardless, that's one of the things I'm going to be looking for. I'm going to look to see how Keaton has progressed in with being under Joe Moorhead for a season. Does he have any better grasp of the offense? Does he seem to have a little bit better chemistry with the receivers than Nick Fitzgerald doing? That's still going to be the next thing is the receiver play. Can somebody please step up and do something as a receiver? That's all that I want. I just want somebody to do something as a receiver because right now the receiver receiving core has just been so bad. I expect the defense to be, be good this year. I expect them to be not as good as last year, but I expect them to still be good in 2019. So – like I said, I just don't – it's hard to take anything away from a spring game. We, we, you know, people start trying to make conclusions about what a team can or can't do in a spring game, and I don't know how you can make any type of assertion one way or the other because if, you know, the offense looks really good, then does that mean the defense is bad or does that mean the offense is just really good? If the defense is really plays really well in a spring game, does that mean the offense is bad or does it just mean the defense is so much better than the offense – that they had the better game. So, like I said, I just – I don't know what to make of them. But they may end up even scrubbing the whole thing. Like I said, the, 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 the weather situation and the injury situation could end up meaning that they end up just saying, you know what, we're, we're not going to risk any of this for a practice game. And that would be disappointing to a lot of fans. But, you know, the weather is what it is. Uh, you, you can't control the weather. I mean, you just kind of hope and pray for the best. And this time of the year – it's it's crapshoot. You can sometimes get really good weather, and sometimes you get really bad weather. And it looks like this weekend that the weather doesn't want to seem to cooperate. So, like I said, that is I don't know that they're going to scrub that. So don't quote me on that. Don't say, oh, I heard that they're they're getting rid of the spring game this year because of the weather. No, I'm just saying it wouldn't surprise me if that happens. So, like I said, once again, just like you are with the baseball series, if you're planning on being at Super Bowl week weekend this weekend in the hopes of going to the football game as well, keep an eye on the social media. They may end up having to move it. Now, Mississippi State, right before I started recording here on Thursday morning, they put a tweet out, you know, re- uh, just putting putting out there that the game is at 1 p.m. on Saturday. It's going to be broadcast on ESPNU. So that's still out there. So they're still advertising it as such. But, you know, as they get closer to the actual day and – during close to the actual game time, they're going to probably be keeping an eye on things as well. So, like I said, hopefully they'll get an actual game in. Hopefully they'll have enough. They'll have enough players, and the injury situation won't require them to not be able to do to, to do something besides just run practice. So, like I said, we'll see. Uh, I don't. I, I, it's not going to bother me one way or another. But I know a lot of people. It's going to be a. It's going to be. It'll be really disappointing if they don't get the spring game in. So. All right, one last thing I want to talk about, something that happened and is probably one of the most interesting stories in terms of Mississippi State media happened over the last couple of days. On Tuesday, 
many of you guys listen to Brandon Walker. If you listen to me, I'm sure you probably listen to Brandon Walker as well. You may go onto his Facebook live page and uh, participate in his Facebook live show every evening. But Brandon, as you guys know, he was with SEC Country through June of last year. SEC Country folds up, and he was without a job. Instead of trying to get back in with another regular media company, he said, you know what, I want to take my podcast, and I want to take it, and I'm going to produce it myself and run it himself. And that's what he did. That's what he's been doing ever since June of last year. I guess technically July. I think the show started on its own in July. But so that's what he's been doing. And to make a little extra money, he's, about six weeks ago, he started running a a daily Periscope show for my bookie. And if you've listened to me, if you listen to any BSR show or really any podcast that, that covers sports whatsoever, my bookie does a lot of ads through podcasts. They do a ton of ads through podcasts. I had to do them during football season a lot during the 2017 season. I hated doing them. Hated doing those things. But, you know, if they bought the ads, we had to do it. But he was doing this show for, for my bookie and he kind of got slammed because what happened is my bookie and Barstool Sports went, had a beef with each other. Supposedly the guy who did this, what happened is Dave Portnoy, who is the president of Barstool Sports, was trying to find a place to place a huge bet on Texas Tech on the national championship game. And my bookie says, you know, we'll take that bet. And basically Dave Portnoy comes back and says, I- I'm told you don't pay small bets, so I'm, you're definitely not going to pay on this one if – Iver to win it. And basically at that point, the guy from my bookie calls Dave Portnoy a fraud, says he's a fake gambler. And that was the worst mistake he could have made because it got Dave Portnoy mad and Barstool subscribers and their listeners and their viewers, whatever, however they, they partake in Barstool media, they are loyal. They are. They will go to war with anybody that Dave Portnoy says, and that's what they did with my bookie. Now, Brandon wasn't aware that all this was going on. He wasn't aware that all this was happening, and so when he fires up his show on Tuesday, he's got like 800 Barstool followers on his show just giving him a hard time, just going after him constantly throughout the entire Periscope show, and Brandon was just taken surprised by the whole thing, but he handled it really well. He made the most of a bad situation, tried to crack some jokes in there. And once Dave Portnoy finds out that Brandon is just doesn't really have anything to do with my bookie, that he was just doing this show for them, he reaches out to him and gives him a job. And now Brandon, Brandon Walker is now a member of Barstool Media and doing really well for himself. So, you know, he bet on himself and he won big. That's the, the thing with him. Congratulations to him. But here's the thing, if you are somebody, because I know a few younger people follow me in terms of media and stuff like that. You know, one of the things that, if you want to make it big, and there's, you got to have a lot of talent, because Brandon has the personality to make a show like that work. That's the reason he was confident betting on himself and going into business for himself, because he has the personality to make it work. And it paid off for him. He had to have some luck involved. I mean, if this guy from from if this guy from uh, Bar from my bookie doesn't chirp in and start doing that, then Dave Portnoy never discovers Brandon, and he never gets his opportunity. So, so good for him. 
All right, uh, hey, a little, a little breaking news here. So just this just released on Twitter. It looks like Mississippi State's men's basketball team has part of their schedule set. They are invited to the the Myrtle Beach Invitational on November 21st, 22nd, and 24th of 2019. So basically during Thanksgiving break. Uh, Mississippi State will be playing in the Myrtle Beach Invitational. The other, there is a total of one, two, three, four. There's eight teams invited. The other eight teams that are invited, I was going to use their logos. Some of them are easy to figure out, but I can't figure out the others. Uh, they will be participating with uh, Baylor and Villanova, along with host Coastal Carolina, Middle Tennessee, Ohio, Tulane, and Utah. So basically, the, th the four main draws are basically... Mississippi State, Baylor, Villanova, and Utah. There's the Power Five teams. Then you've got Coastal Carolina, Middle Tennessee, Ohio, and Tulane as well. So that's a little bit of the scheduling. There's some scheduling news for you there. All 12 games, let's say the three-game, 18 tournament runs for November 21st, 22nd, and 24th, hosted by the HTC Center in Conway, South Carolina. All 12 games will be carried by the ESPN family of networks. So... Um, Matchups and game times will be unveiled at a later date. My guess is what's probably going to happen is uh, Mississippi State, Baylor, Villanova, and Utah will be paired against one of those four other teams in the first round in the hopes that those four teams win in the second round. you got those four teams left, and then a champion comes from uh, two of those four teams. So, like I said, so a little bit of breaking news there, so hopefully you get you guys uh, – are excited about that because that, it excites me because that's it, at least it looks like they're going to try to keep scheduling a a, a tough non-conference schedule so all right uh once again like i said if you are listening and you are elliot everett if i remember that name correctly go ahead and get me your yeah elliot everett if you are listening send me a dm once you hear this letting me know that uh, your address so I can send you your hat and if you're interested in winning a hat as well if you want another opportunity if, uh, this one will be a white hat I'll put some more pictures out on Twitter about it but if you're interested in winning it as well just go on to iTunes go find Start Real Estate of Mind podcast subscribe to it and leave me a five star review just say a little blurb about it like I said love your show great work stuff like that I don't care but make sure you put your Twitter handle in it as well so Appreciate you guys tuning in, and as always, until next time, stay safe.